Onondaga Community College is proud to be presenting our students with amazing research opportunities at surrounding four-year colleges and universities, and the students are taking full advantage. Today on our podcast, we'll meet one of the people who coordinates the research opportunities, and we'll introduce you to one of our students who spent a week in January taking part in a new biology program at Syracuse University. Well, welcome to Chatting About College. It's a podcast originating from Onondaga Community College in Syracuse, New York. My name is Roger Marabito. We record our conversation in the studios of our Broadcast Media Communications degree program. It's located in the Whitney Applied Technology Center on our campus. And we're joined now by Colleen Stevens. She's the director of OCC's Collegiate Science and Technology Entry Program, which is commonly referred to as CSTEP. Colleen, welcome. Thank you. And also here with us in the studio is Amina Amin. She's a student here at OCC. And these research opportunities that have really helped her focus her academic and career future. Amina, welcome. Thank you. Colleen, your office, along with Melissa Hicks and the Lewis Stokes Alliance for Minority Participation Office, which is also known as LSAMP, you folks do a great job of coordinating these research opportunities. So during the week of January 24th, Amina and several other OCC students were invited to participate in something at Syracuse University called Brew at SU. Tell us about that. Yep. Isn't that a good name? It's a great name. That was my brainchild. So Brew at SU, it stands for Biology Research Experience in the Winter at SU. And we were able to coordinate with five different professors in the biology department. Um, Professor Castaneda is the one who was our liaison there, and he recruited four of his colleagues. So five professors there, and they each agreed to take two students for a one-week mini research experience. Um, They took them through lab safety in the very beginning, and then they went their separate ways into their labs, and they learned as much as they could about the research and the equipment and the safety precautions and um, techniques for a week, and then they wrapped up with a little presentation on Friday afternoon. Amina, for you, what was it like being up there for a week? So I worked with Dr. Castaneda. That was the professor that I was with. At the beginning, before I got there, I thought that it was hard. Like, the readings that I was reading, I was like, I put myself into the wrong research things. <laughs> but then when I got there, within one hour, I felt like I was here, like just in class. I felt comfortable and all that. Dr. Castaneda and Toy, they were taking us step by step. For us, we were focusing on molecular level, so it was different from the other students. The other students, they could literally see the process, but for us, you had like to focus or use like microscopes, things like that. But it was very fun. I truly enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to go back. That's awesome. So <laughs> it's definitely something you want to do again. Yes. So let's tell our listeners a little about you because you have a fascinating life story. So you came here from Kenya in 2015, right? Yes. You didn't know the English language when you got here, and you came here with your mom, your stepfather, and your six siblings. And you wound up graduating from Henniger High School in 2020. You were in the top eight in your class. Is that right? Yes. That's That's amazing. From where you came from to where you ended up? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a lot of hard work, crying Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, like (laughs) crying, always asking, (laughs) you know, like always trying to ask for help if I don't know, you know. So you had great grades and you could have gone to a lot of bigger schools. What made you decide to come to OCC? I wanted to come to OCC because I know other schools, they have a lot of students that they take like hundreds of students. 
And I came to OCC because I knew the amount of students in class were small, and I joined Anna's program, so it's literally the most tough student in, in a class, except biology can go to 20, 20-something. But I came here to make, like, connections, you know, like I wanted to be connected with the professors, maybe get to know the students more, and have, like, varieties of opportunities before. When I'm ready, like, after two years, I, I thought that I would be ready with everything. You know, high school is more like a teacher everywhere, but in here, <laughs> it's more of me advocating for myself, you know. So I, I thought if I came here and I learn all the things, I will use them in my four years. So you talked about feeling connected. You're a part of CSTEP. You're part of LSAMP. You're a part of TRIO. You're part of the Phi Theta Kappa Honor Society. And you're also in the Honors Affiliate. You love all these things, but CSTEP, that's really like a home for you here, <laughs> isn't it? So with the CSTEP, I feel like I get to do things like participating. Probably that's the reason that the other programs, I don't participate that much. But with CSTEP, I get to participate I get to do peer partnership, like peer mentoring, and, you know, like go there, chat, probably like borrow books. You know, we also, like, for example, we get financially assistant with a, you know, like high grades. Colleen, when you hear her stories about how meaningful the research is when, when they have the chance to do it off campus, how inspirational is that for you? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and I love I love the fact that she's mentioning the peer partner program because that's something new we tried, mm-hmm. and the scholar dollars for making the president's list. That's something new we're trying. So I'm glad to hear that it's making it a good impact. Um, Amit also didn't mention that she's a team leader for a peer learning community for chemistry, right? For last semester, last semester this was chemistry in this semester. We'll see. I think that all of the students who did the summer, who did the winter research, they all seemed very inspired by it to to pursue a, you know, a, a bigger opportunity. So this is a one-week exposure in the hopes that maybe it will lead to a full 10-week summer research, which is you know, a big goal for a lot of students, but it's a big commitment. It's competitive, especially if you're coming from no experience. Mm-hmm. So this little one-week exposure we were hoping would be a good launching pad for a lot of the students. And it's starting out with five professors and one department, but we don't see any reason why it can't grow. More professors there and more departments. So we're recording this in the first week of February, and you're just coming off this one-week experience with SU, but you're also trying to get some students involved in the big summer. summer. Those are 10 weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how how active are you in that whole process right now? That's what we're working on all the time right now. So a a lot of the applications are due beginning of February for summer commitments, and students Mm -hmm. are just coming back from break. Wait, what? This is due. <laughs> this application is due tomorrow. Um, there are a couple more local ones, like at Binghamton, and there's a big one at SU, which have f- deadlines a little further out. Okay. Um, so our, our students have good success getting those too. So it, it's not do it now or you miss your boat. You know, it's we still have time. But this is a big crunch period because every day more opportunities are coming through, and they each have different requirements, different fields of research. Mm-hmm. You know, different parts of the state. And so, can a student relocate for ten weeks to Buffalo, Rochester, Binghamton, or do they need a more local? opportunity. And so these local opportunities are just invaluable for students who have family commitments and jobs and just can't 
just can't take off for 10 weeks and move to Ithaca. Sure. <laughs> you know, some students can, yeah. and I'm not, you know, nothing against those opportunities. Absolutely. But for yeah. some of our students, they have other obligations that tie them to Syracuse. It's got to make it challenging, like a jigsaw puzzle to piece everything together, because you might have someone who's great at one subject, but they can't be away from their family for 10 weeks. Right. Some students, you know, I'll, I'll think, oh, this is a person is a great candidate and start trying to recruit them for it. And then they'll say, no, I, I have kids. You know, did you forget I have kids? I'm like, right, oh, yeah, right. I forgot you have, you have kids, not just siblings and parents, but your own kids that you have to watch out for. Some of the some of the internships have the requirement that you have to be a U.S. citizen, you know. And so for some of our students, they need opportunities where you can be a permanent resident or be on a work visa or, you know, so there's a lot of different factors. Right. Lots of variables that piece together. And these are all science-based. You know, these are all STEM and we're trying to find, we have a lot of students in C-STEP who are not STEM majors and and also want internships. And so we're working with a a local um, agency who's sort of a clearinghouse of internships in the summer. So they partner with a lot of community organizations to try to place people. All my focus isn't on the STEM students um, trying to find our human service majors internships too. Getting back to the Brew at SU experience, which we're just coming off of. There were a lot of people at Syracuse University and some others who really donated their time to make this happen. I wanted to give you a moment to talk about them and give them a shout out. The five professors at SU, they volunteered to do this, to take these students, to share their time, their grad students, um, their equipment, their labs with our students to give to give OCC students this opportunity. We're really appreciative of that. We also understand that our students can't necessarily volunteer for a week. They had to give up work in some cases to do it. And so if they're part of our opportunity programs, we were able to compensate them. But we wanted to open it up to all STEM students at OCC. And so the OCC Foundation was able to kick in some funds to offset the cost for students that are not a part of my program and still get funded for the week. What kind of feedback did you get from the SU professors who were involved? They really were surprised. I don't think they've ever done something like this. And they were surprised, A, how quickly the students picked up on stuff. Um, when we went to the presentation on Friday, several of the professors listening to the students re-explain what they learned and what they did, I think was eye-opening for the SU professors to realize, well, they absorbed quite a bit of what my research lab is doing and what this equipment does and the point of our research. So I think they were very impressed because it's very high-level stuff. you know. Mm-hmm. And our students, yeah, they had a couple background papers to read. But in some cases, they've had maybe you know general bio or general chem, and they're going into labs where there's postdoc students and, and PhD students doing this research. So I think the SU professors were really happy with our students and how, how much they absorbed, how much they got out of it. I mean, I know your goal is to become a pediatrician. Did this reinforce your goal? Yeah, definitely. One thing about me is that I'm, I'm always afraid to do things. <laughs> so with this, it just gave me the experience, like the hope of like never to be afraid, like even if you don't know how to do things, just apply, for example, like continue. And in there, you will learn like there's always a better way mm-hmm. of learning through your ways, you know. So I am looking forward to be like one day being like a lab, try to do all those stuff. One other thing I wanted to mention with you, last semester, you were selected to be part of the SUNY Student Leadership Academy. Can you tell us about that experience and what it was like for you? The cell experience, it was like... Some sometimes I had to talk. I don't like talking, but it was in a computer like that. But mm-hmm. sometimes we will go grouping and all that. I felt like it was a great type of thing because it was in taking me out of my 
Your comfort zone. In my comfort <laughs> sure, zone. Sure, sure. And like, the people I don't even know, they're from like all Sunni schools. So I mm-hmm. was trying to make connections, talk to them. And it was like, it was a great experience. Like if anyone asks to join, like for example, if they ask me, I'll be like, definitely go for it, you know. Yeah, it's that's a great, great thing. They will come out with something. Well, I think this podcast took you out of your comfort zone, but you did great. <laughs> Amina, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> and Colleen Stevens, director of C-STEP here at OCC, thank you as well. Thanks, Roger. <laughs> and thank you to our Broadcast Media Communications degree program for use of their studios here on campus. And thanks to you as well for listening. I'm Roger Mirabito, hoping you've enjoyed chatting about college. Please subscribe, download, and rate and review us wherever you download fine podcasts from.